0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast, joined by America's favorite pissed off pessimist, Darren Shrewsbury Jr., I'm Lucas Burry, this is season for episode 20 of our podcast, and Darren, as we are recording outside of our normal time slot, we usually record on Wednesday nights, we're doing on Thursday morning, I've got my coffee here, and I think we need coffee to have the energy to discuss what we have first here, because this is a, it, 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 it's a big deal. There's a rumor out there, a report from Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston, that the Patriots have in fact made up their mind, as in Robert Kraft has made up his mind, to not go full with Bill Belichick as head football coach following the 2023 season. So, the report states that they made their minds up after the Colts lost in Germany. And during the bye week, they had discussions, and this is what they came up with. So, I will ask you, do you think this is true, and if so, and in not necessarily if so, but in general, what do you think of it? Because it seems like a weird timing for me. Like it broke on a Tuesday night at like six. That's weird timing. Mm-hmm. So it just it kind of, I don't know. I get this weird feeling. I don't know if it's true or not, but I get a really weird feeling about this.
1: Yeah, it's the it it, it just doesn't it, it feels odd like it. Would it be entirely surprising? No. Uh, But at the same time, um, I I don't know. It just doesn't feel like something that would come out of the Patriots organization like this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which makes it much more unbelievable. So I don't entirely know what to make of it.
0: do you think that this decision has been made?
1: Uh, I mean, I would imagine so. Honestly, I mean, we got a month left. The Patriots are out of playoff contention now, so I'm sure that if there was a decision, they he probably has the they probably have an idea of what's going on by now. I'm sure. But I just feel like the the organization as a whole is a lot more tight lipped than to let something like that. Come out a month before the season ends when you, know, you would typically make those moves. If if
0: if you're not well, the Raiders. And not only that, but let's just face it: that this team is. We know this team is bad. Yet, when you have a lot of bad teams, you hear a lot about dysfunction in the locker room. We've heard nothing of that. Mm-hmm. Like there hasn't been a peep out of anyone. So yeah, I, I I'm with you. I I I hadn't really thought about that, but it's, it's a great point that this isn't the kind of thing that the Patriots let slip. So it's, it's, and I'll, I'll say this, it, it, we all know it'll be weird as hell. We have to come on and talk about that. Like, that's not going to be something other of us is going to enjoy mm-hmm. because at least for me, I don't do well with like, like I'll take a while to wrap my head around that because it's something like the 20 coach we've ever known. And he's the greatest coach of all time. And he's, 15 or 13 wins behind Don Shula for the most all time. I would love nothing more than for him to get that in a Patriots, uh, not Patriots uniform, but in his Patriots coaching attire. I would love that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I would hate to see him do it somewhere else. But if it happens, it happens, I guess. He's still going to be, it's like Brady. Brady may have played for the Bucs, but he's always going to be a Patriot. Like, that's just how it is. So, I mean, people forget Belichick coached for the Browns. People have people forget that it's not. He's not solely a patriot, but he's certainly his lasting legacy is in New England.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Darren, let me um, let me transition to this. Um, we talk. We're gonna talk about the Steve Steelers game up here next, but let's. That, that's kind of. Let me flip this possibility out there. Let's say the Patriots roll off like four out of five wins, including Thursday night. Let Let's say they roll off and finish season strong. You would, let's see, you have four, you'd be six and 11. Given how this team played a lot of close games, we see it every year in the NFL. Teams that lose close games one year usually win them next year. The team would have finished strong. For me personally, that would be enough to keep him. But I, 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 I'm not saying that Kraft thinks the same way and it is his team. Mm -hmm. But, that's why, like, I didn't see how the season ends. If this team is still capitulating, or if they finally figured it out, then I don't really see the value in blowing something up that finally got figured out. Even if it is too late. There's a lot of things, especially on
1: defense, but there's a lot of of injury things at play in terms of where this team could be, but obviously we wouldn't know or have the possibility to know until next year um because everyone is injured is out for the season um but I think that the main thing that works against it for me is that this team's been on that cusp of something for the last three years so when's it when's it going to get pushed over is it that extra year I don't know is it is this you know year enough to be like, well, you've had this much time, I don't really think it's going to get figured out. I, again, it, it's it's a toss-up for me, because it's like in most scenarios, well, whether we agree with them or not, in most scenarios nowadays in the NFL, you'd be gone by this point. Obviously, this is Bill Belichick we're talking about, so that obviously adds some th- adds. That's obviously why we're having this discussion, but in most scenarios, a coach might be gone by this point. Um whether it's for the impatience of the of the of the ownership, the, the fans turning against them, or the guys just simply stuck in mediocrity where there's nowhere to go. Um I, I I just don't know where that's at at this moment.
0: Um but it seemed to me after the Steelers game in the post game is the buy-in still there. Like this team has not given up
1: Mm
0: that they know they're not going anywhere, but they're still playing hard. They talked about this in the game to get a team. That's effectively out of it to come out and play against a team that had every reason to win the game and didn't that, that, that says volumes. That speaks volumes about Belichick as a motivator.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And we talked about this. I think it was last week. it was either the last week or the week before where I came out here and said, look, I know I'm going to be controversial. I know people are going to be hating on me, but I don't care. Uh, I would keep the whole thing. I wouldn't change a damn thing because I'd see where two years under Bill O'Brien goes. And if the offense is still the problem, I reserve the right to fire Bill O'Brien. But I, I really don't think they should do anything. I truly don't. And I wouldn't. If I was the ownership of this team, I'd be like, Bill, if you want to keep coaching here, consider it done. It's it, I put I will put the ball in his court. Like if you want to move on, that's I, I I under I will be disappointed, but I will respect it. But I don't want you to move on. You're staying here if you if it's up to me. Yeah,
1: stay so, um, off. I think either way, it really can't get worse than where it's at. No matter what, no matter what happens. So, like obviously, because you don't want to see him gone. Like you lean, I you know, I lean that way. But at the same time, like I understand if if it ends up being a cutting of wings. Um, but I'm definitely at the moment just not buying into. Reports suggesting otherwise. Because it's just it's just not it just doesn't
0: feel right. And you know what spoke volumes management? I, I just remembered this. Uh mm-hmm. I watched a little I watched a clip of the Pat McAfee show yesterday. And they had Adam Schefter on after this rumor came out on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And Schefter really kind of he he didn't really he didn't he didn't back up the, the report he didn't say well you know I've heard this and they're definitely doing it he kind of stayed down the center and said well there are, some people believe he'll be back some believe he won't and some people said that you know it won't happen after the season when he and Kraft ha- sit down and have a one-on-one discussion to yeah. me if you've only got one report saying that and no one else is really backing it up wholeheartedly but what they're saying that kind of that, that that calls that initial report into question for me. Yeah. I'm not I'm not doubting Curran what he heard was was. I'm not doubting he. I'm not saying he lied at all. I'm not doubting the validity of, of his report. Yeah, he's he, he's an excellent journalist, but I just I I don't know if I believe it because mm-hmm. I haven't heard anyone else say, "Yep, he's absolutely right. They're going to move on from him. That's no question. This is what I heard from talking to my guys." No, if if. If your guys are like, well, let's see, and then I kind of, I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah. Although you believe Pat McAfee, speaking of McAfee, he kind of implied that Bill was gone at the end of college game day. Yeah. He kind of, uh, he, he kind of, he told Craig, I don't envy you for what you have to do. And I'm like, did you really just say what I think you said? <laughs> One more we on Belichick, though. How fun was he on game day?
1: Yeah, that was that was um, that was pretty fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. He he was he was in fine form. That's what he was. He was just like, hey. He seeing him and Corso going to get getting together was really special. Hmm. We move on now to more serious topics. We're not discussing Army and Navy. Uh, <laughs> the Patriots actually won the game against the Steelers. Um, they beat a backup quarterback in Mitch Trubisky with a backup quarterback in Bailey Zappi. So, knowing this game effectively means nothing because the Patriots are out of it, but it meant everything for the Steelers. The Steelers had two games in five days against... against uh, yeah, five days. Against two teams that had that combined four wins, they were four and 20 coming in, they went 0 and 2 in said games. Mm-hmm. So, you beat a Steelers team that can't figure out itself that the game means nothing to you. What what did you see? Um,
1: I, I had the sentiment of, you know, uh, if you can't, if you're already out of it, why not screw it up for everybody else? <laughs> um, because you know I'm here for chaos, <laughs> but it's it, it um the fact that they got up, you know they scored 21 points in the first first quarter even um was immediately surprising, uh, because well this offense is quite was quite literally the worst in the league, um, and the Steelers offense on the flip side was also not good. So they got off to a quick start, which they needed it. Um, and the defense, you know, hung around afterwards, you know, they're like, all right, you gave us a good start. We'll, we'll try to keep anything crazy from going off the way. And it damn near almost did anyway, because yeah. it isn't a Patriots game, uh, a modern Patriots game. If it doesn't happen, um, so overall, it was just, they, it was just nice to actually see them seemingly give a damn.
0: Yeah, It, it was, um, you know, I, I, when you said modern Patriots came out thinking, well, you saw how the other half, the other people, the other half of the NFL lived. I don't like it. I want to go back to how we used to live. Yeah. I like that better. But um, it, what stood out to me in that game, and you're right, uh, it was nice to see them. It, it honestly felt like watching a Patriots game of old. Like, hey, this team has control of the game for a while. It then lost control and somehow found a way to win. But still, you won the game. Um, the, the, the big thing for me, and I, I, my dad and I talked about this last night. We were talking about the Patriots. And I said – and I said, um, that when the Patriots run the ball, the Patriots win. They ran the ball. Mm-hmm. They didn't, make it all that, didn't run all that well, but they, they had enough to where they could set up the passing game, and Zappi was spot on. Zappi made throws in that game that Mac either wouldn't have made or it would have been an interception. And I mean that with all due respect to Mac Jones. But to, to me, like we talked about this. Again, we had most of this conversation last week when I laid out my statement, when I laid out my argument for keeping Bill. But what happened when the Patriots were successful in the later Brady years? The running back room was like four or five deep, right? You -hmm. had Max head, and there was someone else in that. Like, they came in in December, and like, where the hell have you been all year? And they ran the ball like hell in December, and they got the win. Mm Mm-hmm. You dealing with Ramondre Stevenson, and Ezekiel Elliott, the running back room is nowhere near deep enough. Stevenson's out, it was all on Zeke, and Zeke finally showed up in the yeah. way that we hoped he would. If Zeke put in that performance that he did on Thursday night in Pittsburgh, the entire season we'd still be in playoff contention. Because in the Patriots run, the ball the Patriots win. Mm-hmm. That's where the biggest thing that like we finally saw. What the offense was capable of doing, and it wasn't anything to do with the quarterback. It was all to do with the offensive line and the running game. Yep. And I know they said, "Well, they're not running well against the Steelers." Okay, but they ran it enough to to open up the offense. I don't need to run for two hundred yards. I need to run enough to where if I'm running a play, I can pass. They believe it. That's all I need. I agree. <laughs> Now the Kansas City Chiefs come in after losing to the Buffalo Bills. They'll continue their AFC East tour. Uh, I think we all, I think we're both picking the Chiefs in this one. But given how the Chiefs have been kind of, well, by their standards, human.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are 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 the Chiefs vulnerable in this game, or is it gonna, or are we in for the? The Holmes is pissed off. Giveaway to have assembly drop on you, dropped on you. Uh, game um honestly I, I don't
1: really know and I think the main thing is I don't think it matters how well or pissed off Patrick Mahomes is because that doesn't fix the problem of this team having the most drops in the entire NFL they have almost 40 drops this season um that's ridiculous um and that not only that, they're making ridiculous mistakes like the Kadarius-Tony uh, offsides that it took back a touchdown that he scored on a what would have been probably the, most, or the wildest play of the season.
0: Oh, hands down. I mean, it's still the wildest play of the season, just not for the reason it was supposed to be. <laughs> well, it actually never happened, so it's not the wildest play of the season.
1: <laughs> it's... It's just, it's the wildest sequence of events of the season. There we go. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I don't think it matters. I, I actually do not think it matters how pissed off Patrick Mahomes is um, because his receivers are, well, just
0: dog shit. So you tell me the are you telling me that she is vulnerable? Yes. Okay. A yes, no question there. That's all I asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I think they are because, I mean, what, what's the strength of the Patriots team? It's defense, namely the secondary. Like, it, it, if you've got dudes back there who are balling, and then you've got a team that's already helping out every defense it plays by dropping the ball, because you know what's going to happen, right? They're going to take away their running game or Travis Kelsey. Like, okay, you can't run, I dare you to throw it okay, you can't throw it. You're not going to throw it to Kelsey. Someone else make a play. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they can. I, I really don't. And I should be saying that in week, what is it, 15, 16 now? Yeah. I should not be saying that about the Kansas City Chiefs. Agreed. I mean, this is a
1: team that, like, literally how I look at it right now, this is not a team that will even be
0: a threat in the playoffs. The when, way they are playing. Okay. Okay. Let's let's put this out there as it stands right now, or as it uh, the Chiefs and the Steelers were playing the Wild Card round. Mm-hmm. Who do you take in that game? It's it'll be in Kansas City. Um, I
1: I honestly I think I'd go with the the I would probably go with the uh, Steelers defense overall. So just the
0: Steelers, but because of the the defense. Wouldn't that be something?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That'd be wild. They'd go, they would probably go to uh, Baltimore then. And Steelers and Ravens, who the hell knows what happens, and what happens in that game? <laughs> like You'd think, oh, the Ravens are going to blow up. It's Steelers-Ravens. This game is going to be 13-10, and we're going to love it. Yep. Speaking of we're going to love it, even if it's a bad game, uh, the international games in Germany weren't all that great. We saw the Patriots did. In, uh, in Germany, mm-hmm. or I guess in this case, didn't do as in score touchdown. So. Uh, but the NFL, in their every in their infinite wisdom, they're gonna put a game in Brazil in 2024. So, what do you think of that? Um, I mean, they're, they're one that really trying to push the, the
1: being an international league and. Um, that's all good, well, uh, provided you can actually put
0: quality matches out there because they've not been that quality lately. Not no, quality. so even the Chiefs Dolphins game what we thought was going to be great was not all that great, yeah. So it's, it's, uh,
1: I mean, that and just the, the travel for all of that, it's. It, 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 seeming, it seems like it's becoming extremely tough to to be able to do all that. I mean, you really would have to, but the amount they're trying to expand, and I don't know how many other, you know, international teams they would have at that time. I'm sure they'll still have the, the um, uh, level, but the, I feel like they just need to be engineering, uh, Like, if you're you're doing an international game, you immediately get a bye week, nothing like without a doubt, Um, or or vice versa, like beforehand or after.
0: Um, Well, see, teams are given that chance, and teams have the opportunity when the schedule makers come calling to request the bye week after, or they can, they can, they're given that chance. They can either say yes or no, Mm -hmm. push it back till later. They're given that chance. Yeah. And I feel
1: like they shouldn't be given the the opportunity. It's just that you get it at the end. Because I, it's when we when the when the bills were over there, right? They they just will. They look like they never got off the plane. So I, I feel like in, in that case, it's an absolute uh, uh, disadvantage. You're giving yourself a disadvantage by not taking that that opportunity. I don't feel like you shouldn't be given the option to turn it down. It's If you're playing an a national game, simple as that, you get a bye week before or after. You don't get the choice because what benefit
0: do you gain from turning that down? Well, the theory is, let's say the bye week is in week – let's say the game is in week seven. I would have had the bye week in week 11. I would have a whole month later so that when I have that bye week, I can rest up the, for the stretch run. That's their argument, and here's the thing: you brought the bills when they looked like didn't get out to the play. They didn't fly over there until a Friday. Mm-hmm. They didn't get themselves time to like that wasn't a bi week thing. Yeah, that was a we spent more time in the states than we should have. We weren't prepared to go to London, and the Jags had already been there for a week and they beat them. That's what it was. Yeah, I I'm, I'm not I'm not saying you're... I'm not yeah. discrediting what you're saying, but that wasn't a bi-week thing. That was a bad preparation thing.
1: Which is, again, also their, definitely their fault. I mean, it, it, it's... There's it a whole... That's a whole lot of, of crazy, which I didn't know. And... Now I'm just sitting there. Why, why would you do that to yourself? Like, would you not want to be there practicing in the environment
0: that... That you'll be, especially I, when it's overseas. I just don't get it. I, I guess McDermott was like, well, over there, it's going to be a distraction. We can focus on what we need to do in Buffalo. That's one thing I can think of, which is kind of a coach's that, that, move, but at the same time. That sounds more like a, um, a I don't feel like my team's going to be accountable problem, and that
1: feels like a him problem.
0: If you're the it, same dude who, who <laughs> counted the 9 11 terrorists as being a team that got an organization that got a team to buy in, so maybe it is a him problem. Yeah, so again, if you feel like your problem,
1: your team's going to be distracted being overseas longer than a, than a week or longer than, than two days to prepare for a game, uh, that's a that's simply a you problem yeah. because if you can't, if you haven't instilled in your team that hey, this isn't a this isn't a a vacation, this is a woke, this is a woke trip. Uh, that's your problem, and you need to solve that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree. The only thing I'll say about Brazil though, I don't know how many miles, I don't know how many miles it is from whatever team plays to where they're gonna play. I don't I don't know that because we don't know what team's gonna play in the game yet.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I we can't say that, but. I think flying to Brazil is a little bit uh, easier than flying to Germany or London. I think it's a little less. I think. Don't quote me on that. Wait till the schedule comes out and then we will do the math. <laughs> but it's not that bad. It also, you don't jump time zones as much, so you don't have that to worry about. You're almost going straight down instead of across the instead of across the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. I will be very interested. The Miami Dolphins are the team that was assigned the home market in uh, in Brazil, so I would assume the Dolphins are going to be playing a game internationally. But I also thought, well, they put the Dolphins in in a, in a German in a Germany game uh, this year, so maybe they maybe they won. I guess we'll find out. But the NFL assigned home markets to these teams; um, they kind of implied that they're going to be playing. A, at some point they're gonna play in those games. Yeah. So I kind of feel like the Dolphins are gonna be there, but I, I don't know. So we'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. What this what Dolphins Patriots? But if you're gonna do that, have it be the Dolphins home game. We don't gotta to go to Miami. That's all I ask. Yeah. I, I will take I will take going to Brazil instead of going to Miami. Honestly, I hate to <laughs> Yep. All right. Let's get to the games here. We talked about the Thursday night game. Uh, let's talk about the Sunday games and Monday games, I guess, too. Bucks beat the Falcons 29 25. Bigger win for Tampa, bigger loss for Atlanta. Um,
1: it's. Uh, there go. Whatever, I'll, well, I'll get right on. Uh um I'll give it to Tampa Bay, but i it, it mean it's simply because they what they they, they lost the week So wait right, so you know uh let me double I'll double check. I'm pretty sure they did. Um no, they beat they barely beat Carolina. But either way, uh, barely beating Carolina is a bad thing in any regard. So,
0: uh, winning, uh, winning after that, I'll I'll take it. If I'm there. Oh, yeah. We don't like it because screw Tampa. But, they'll take it, I'm sure. Bears beat the Lions 28-13. How concerned Mm -hmm. are you for Detroit now? That's two losses in three. They almost blew a lead against the Saints.
1: Mhm. Oh,
0: very concerned.
1: I mean, you can't be
0: doing that. It's you gotta keep your lead, damn it. Yep. You can't lose to the Bears. No, no. I know no. it's in. Chicago, I know it's in Chicago, but you can't beat the Bears.
1: It, well.
0: it was bundled. Uh, uh the maintenance is doing a preventive thing downstairs or something. Sorry about that. I Bengals beat the Colts 3414. Uh I don't think anyone saw that one, coming. Well, yeah, I, I I didn't. I thought it was probably going to be um, maybe a little closer at the very least, but. Uh... Yeah, I was thinking more like 17-14.
1: <laughs> yeah. Colts. Because
0: mm-hmm. I think what Browning put up like 300 yards or something like that. 275, two tutties and one pick. Yeah, That's Not a bad. solid day. The Browns beat the Jaguars. And let me tell you something. Joe Flacco has six touchdowns uh, since he's played. Kenny it has seven all season. <laughs> <laughs> that should give you an indication of how bad the Steelers' offense is. But the Browns may have found something. He's been named the starter. Joe Flacco has for the rest of the season after being the Jaguars. Like, can, are, can, should we take the Browns seriously now? Because they seem to have figured things out. Um, I mean, the.
1: the the defense has always been keeping them in, and that's been good. Uh, but it certainly helped that that they had Flacco, he, despite it being a little while since he's been on the field. But I mean, it's Joe Flacco compared to the, what was it Dwayne, Thompson uh, Robinson? Thompson Robinson. So what? Well, PJ Walker? Yeah, and, and PJ Walker it, it isn't half bad. It's just no, you know, but I mean. Still, Joe Flacco seemed to be like, "Oh right, yeah, I was on the couch, just ready to go." And then next thing I you was know, like a bounce back to squad and
0: starting a match. Yeah, Saints beat the Panthers twenty eight six. I mean, I, I, like congratulations to beat a bad team, but that was a really big win for the Saints, wasn't? It? <clears throat> uh Yeah, and you, to to
1: not just. Barely beat them like Tampa
0: Bay but to actually like whoop them like you expected. Uh, uh did you? You, you, you got it. the worrying thing though is they're went down and you already went down earlier in the year. That's like, two injuries in a year. You're yeah. paying him a lot of money, you expect him to be there because not, gonna... not that injury is his fault, obviously, but it's still yeah. a concern. Because what he
1: was it a wrist injury or a concussion problem?
0: I did not or... see.
1: Either way, I remember because my dad was sitting there asking. He had because he had both Derek Carr and Trevor Lawrence, and uh. Lawrence obviously just coming off of a high ankle sprain. I was like, I don't know how much I trust that necessarily, um, but also Derek Carr, um, and he still beat me. Yeah, um, I was like, damn. Uh, now, and he, he was like, now here's the thing about the Carolina. Well, fantasy's weird in general because you know it'll it'll give you like the the color of warnings. Of the matchups, kind of like, you know, if it's red, apparently if it's red, it's supposed to be a not favorable Mm matchup, but it doesn't take really anything into account except for yards per game.
0: Yeah.
1: And the problem with the Carolina defense is that, yeah, they're not giving up a lot lot of yards per game, but they're giving up some of the most points per game in the season. So, and that's because the offense turns it over like crazy. So in, in, in fantasy, the yards you give up don't mean a damn thing in terms, uh, in terms of how many points the defense is scoring you. It's how many points are they giving up, what are the turnovers, what, how many sacks are they getting. So I don't understand exactly what, what the fantasy point of the thing is there, but that, when I looked at that, he was like, yeah, but it's saying it's way for Derek Carr. I'm like, yeah, but he's also playing the Carolina Panthers, and I explained to him like that, and he was like, yeah, I'll figure it out one way or the other. Um, and then he forgot to go back and look at it like five minutes before the game, so he ended up with Lawrence anyway. But I guess it still worked out because, like you said, Cole got injured again. So uh, it was just the wild thing. Like, yeah, you're dealing with two injured quarterbacks, and of course, at the same time, I kind of was too. So
0: <laughs> at least so, uh,
1: potentially injured quarterbacks. So like,
0: damn. So what you're telling me here is that yards don't matter. Exactly. <laughs> it's almost as if I was on to something. Yeah, it, it's, it's almost like the odds don't end up in points. As a wilder thing as that is to say. Now, here's what's wild. Here's what's wild. The Jets scored 30 points, and they beat the Texans. Yeah. Which of these facts is shot more shocking than the Jets won. They put up 30. Both. Both. Uh because well, they shouldn't have won.
1: Uh, but and I think um, uh, CJ Stroud got injured, and then not only did, did that happen, Nico Collins got injured, which was basically the number two guy behind Tank Dell, who was also injured. So, yeah, that offense uh,
0: got screwed real fast. Uh-huh. This, I mean, it, it – Strauss in concussion protocol, so we'll see how he is for this week. But if he comes back, mm-hmm. they're probably still in decent shape. This loss hurts, but they're not—they're not dead in the water yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't look.
0: Don't. Well, look now. A... Oh, go, go ahead. No, I say, fortunately, they're not dead in the water yet. Unfortunately, yes. not. Don't look now, but the Baltimore Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. After going ten and three, beating the Rams at home 37-31 in overtime. Mm-hmm. So, what's the biggest? But it's is the bigger deal that the Ravens won and are the number one seed, or the Rams, kind of in a resurgence, kept it close, going across the country.
1: Um well, I mean they. It, I think it was about. It was more high scoring than I expected the game to be, but it was about as close as I felt like it might be because because of the the. At least it was so to the Rams, um, but it still took a what was it a punt return in overtime for the Ravens to win it. Um, but it, it, that I don't think that's a fault of either team in that regard. It's not a this is not one of those losses you go oh that was a crappy loss blah 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 like but um, uh, for them to 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 do that um, and take the number one seed that's good good for them and then. I mean, still I'm just like eh, whatever you probably
0: want to do in the playoffs anyway, because that is the Baltimore Ravens way. But but good for you anyway. Uh, here's what I about the punt return. And I, I, I usually use this in soccer more, but it still applies in the NFL. It was a moment of individual brilliance. I won the game. A mm-hmm. punt return is a moment of individual brilliance. That's all it is. Yep. Vikings beat the Raiders. Ready for this? 3 nothing. That mm-hmm. was a real score. And this is what I think about that game. If I was a fan, I'd be demanding a refund for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I went to an NFL football game and all I got was a field goal of, like four minutes to go in the game. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I want my money back. You as a, and here's the thing, here's the thing. Speaking of soccer, a lot of te- there are teams out there who, if they if if a uh, if they, if they go on the road and they play like absolute shit, they will refund their traveling fans' tickets. Like we- you traveled all this way, and we did not perform. You do not deserve to having paid to be out for that. The Minnesota Vikings and Las Vegas Raiders should be refunding all of their fans in that stadium. Breaking standards, making the trip, and not having anything, and not having a, but a field goal to show up for it, and the Raiders for not even putting up anything and losing on a field goal in their home stadium—like that's unacceptable on every possible level. Mm-hmm. That—that's that, just not. That is not NFL standard,
1: especially when you consider that the staff prior to that game was some was something like. Um, uh, if you the teams team scoring three points or fewer in a game going back to like twenty sixteen were like zero and two seventy six or, or something along those lines, and that game made
0: it one in two seventy six. Do you know what the uh, last three nothing game was in the NFL? Uh, I do not. Steelers Dolphins two thousand seven. The oh seven Dolphins, the really bad Dolphins. <laughs> it was a really bad, sucky, windy, rainy, muddy night in Pittsburgh on a natural grass field, and that thing was a bloodbath. It was just an awful, awful thing. The Steelers won, I think, it, on on a, on a on a field on a field goal. That wasn't a bad situation. The weather was bad. This was in a dome. That's what makes this even sadder. Perfect conditions, and you couldn't find a way to put it in the end zone. None of you could. That's sad
1: hmm
0: That's what makes me more like I get good defense. But that's not what this is. That was just bad offense. Because there's no excuse for not scoring a touchdown in the doll. Exactly. Between the two of you. None. Niners beat the Seahawks twenty eight sixteen. Uh I think everyone saw this coming. hmm I honestly I was like, Oh yeah, it's probably another
1: I mean, it's still effectively a beatdown. Um, but I I, I was Well, for two reasons. One, hoping they would obliterate them uh, because fantasy, and two, just expecting them to because of two weeks prior. But uh, either way, they they handled them comfortably, Um,
0: uh, and they are now the number one team in the NFC. Yes, because of what happened in Dallas, and we'll get to that game in just a minute. Bills and Chiefs. We talked about this game a little bit, but I, I, I want to focus on the Kadarius Tony thing for this one. I, I not the game entirely. I don't care about the game entirely. Doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make a difference to me. The Patriots out of it, I don't care what happens in the now. Yep. Are the Chiefs right to be upset? Or should it just be tough shit, move on? Um uh, no. They're
1: not right to be upset. They should be upset about themselves. or at themselves and they should be upset that one play or that they let it come down to one play being the difference maker. Now, ex- explanations I've seen regarding the situation: one, o- offensive offsides don't doesn't happen very frequently because of the the explanation of typically your your the referee or the line the officiating crew will let you know that you're lined up offsides. However, there is an exception that everyone seems to be excluding. If you are so blatantly over the line that they can't see the ball, they're not obligated to tell you shit. And he was so blatantly over the line. I mean, but also in the same regard, if you're a receiver and you are staring down the line and don't realize that you're off sides, are you blind? Like that's the question I have to ask you. Are you blind? Because that was obvious. And he was staring down the line at the ball.
0: Hey, wait, the ball's here, my Oh shit! I'm all sides. So, I, I, I am all for criticizing the NFL officiating
1: because it has been some of the worst officiating I think we've ever seen. However, you've got to keep a calmer head than that. You could be pissed off at everything else, but to sit there and and throw a hissy fit and to come up to to Josh Allen and be like, "Ah, oh, is the dumbest fucking call I ever see," and all that stuff. You guys just trying to you know to meet up and be done with you know the casual stuff like that. Stop that! And then your coach jumps in on it, and Andy Weed knows better than that shit. He knows better than to do that. So to sit here, have him sit there and jump on the the the, the bandwagon on, over that call is kind of ridiculous. And it starts to explain why this team isn't as good as it, it isn't as good as a defending Super Bowl champion should be. Because I don't
0: know how you it. I don't know how we play Kate Mahomes, but I don't know how we play Kate Andrew. We just give him a box we just give him the order of chicken nuggets he'll be fine. <laughs> like I really like if you if you walks into his office like, oh I got nuggets here. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, we, we, oh, okay, move we'll to the Patriots now. We're good. <laughs> I don't know how to play Kate Mahomes, but <laughs> half- I'm guessing never I'm guessing another half game work just fine. Yeah. I mean the, the officiating crew is just gonna have to come out and say, All right, let's explain this to nuggets. You'll understand. And that's not a fact
1: joke, that's a commercial joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's been long established he enjoys his food uh, that, that, so this is just a commercial
0: this is a commercial reference people not fashion <laughs> <sighs> I'm so glad for clarifications that's all I'm going to say <laughs> alright let's stay in the AFC West Broncos beat the Chargers 24-7 to don't look now well, the Broncos are but a game back in the NFC West, in the AFC West, I'm sorry. So, I think we all thought the Chargers were going to lose this game because the Broncos are just, you know, they're the Chargers. Uh-huh. <laughs> but how about the Broncos, though? Well, Sean Payton and them got it rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, it, it, it was obvious it wasn't going to be a from-the-start thing. I mean, we knew that from the very beginning that he was going to have a, a – a, a, a hill to climb um, and you know obviously the other stuff that happened with all the with with the exchange of words that were still to this day not incorrect um but you know now again they, they've they have gotten a a delay on that money and you know paying it back for some tanks but they're, they're they're putting the money they're putting the money down now uh-huh and look, they've still got a better record than the New York Jets. So maybe maybe those words just weren't well, absolutely incorrect.
0: Maybe. <laughs> maybe.
1: So I, I'd like to think, you, you put them against each other now, the Broncos would obliterate
0: them. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, that game not played this weekend, Broncos by 10, or more. Mm-hmm. But getting a 10 is a big difference. know, Yeah. So. Speaking of big differences, uh, the Cowboys won by twenty over the Eagles. So, uh, this is—I'm uh, not even going to say which one's bigger because they're both. There's both. There's validity in both arguments. Mm-hmm. You can choose the only answer first. <laughs> did we learn more? Did we finally learn the Cowboys are a good team by beating the Eagles, or conversely, did we finally find out the Eagles aren't as good as they as we as we've been saying mm-hmm. they are? Did we finally get proven right by this result and last week against the Four Yards?
1: When when they were a 10-in-one team, I said they were the worst 10 and 1 team I've ever seen. Uh, one of the, if not but one of the worst, if not the worst. And that's again not because they are particularly a bad team. They just had so many things in the realm of luck go their way. Now again, they take advantage of it and all that, and that's fine. I will never knock a team for win the game. Um but nothing about being 10-1 was sitting there convincing me that they were the best team in the league and they got obliterated by by san francisco who obliterated dallas not long before that and i was like all right well you know there we go there's there's some some validity to it and then they turn around and get obliterated again two weeks in a row and by a division rival to to add some salt to that wound and I'm just going, you know what? This is how Dallas should have handled them at the beginning. Or the, the, the beginnings. I think they, this is the second time they matched up, some, or they play again at the I I, I Uh
0: Let's find
1: out. But I know last year they they were close, but it was on the side of Philly. So either way, this is how Dallas should have been handling
0: them. That was the second game.
1: So um, to, 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 to come out there and beat them. So now you've got Kansas City, who's not only – oh, not Kansas City. I just accidentally flipped the thing and the Kansas City popped it from my face. Um, so now you've got uh, San Francisco who just obliterated Philadelphia, who's already obliterated Dallas, and now Dallas obliterates Philadelphia. Uh, and I think you're starting, you're starting to see the actual, you know, power dynamic in this, in this conference. And it's that despite their early, the uh, their, their three game stretch of problems, the Niners are the best team in the league.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, I, I can't argue with that. And, <laughs> I'd be a fool to.
1: And pe- people, you know, they'll attack, attack Brock Cody like, oh, yeah, most of his yards are yards after the catch and blah, blah. That's what you want. You want, most, you want to be able to get not, not only can you throw it deep, you want to be able to get short passes, medium passes that go for crazy, crazy uh, uh, long plays. You want that to happen. And Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey have inna- fully enabled this team to be able to strike at literally
0: every single distance on this offense. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like they're always in scoring position, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a baseball play with great power. Yeah, when he when he's in the when he's in the on deck circle, he's in scoring position. Exactly. Like that's what you want. You don't want a guy to use a baseball knowledge. You don't want a guy that has to be standing on second base to score. Mm-hmm. You don't want that offense that has to be amount of 20 to score. You want that offense that can be at their own 20 and is capable of breaking an 80 yard pass because that always puts you on your heels defensively. Yeah. Like you, you should, you shouldn't knock him for that. You, you should not knock anyone for that. That's what any offense wants. Like that's, uh, yeah, uh, you know, separate point, separate point. But how different would, particularly fantasy be fantasy owners will lose their minds over this. If passing yards went from the total like completion, like the end of the play, mm-hmm. it's just where the ball is caught. Like if it's a 10 yard, if it's caught 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, and then the receiver runs 50 to six, it's a 60 yard pass. Mm-hmm. If there was, if the quarterback only gets 10 passing yards and the receiver gets 60 uh, receiving yards. 50, 50 receiving yards. yeah how different would that be That
1: would be very interesting i mean we it would but it would it would it would it would, it would be interesting to, it would just be fun to see the breakdown if for nothing else like the only real purpose it would serve is just hey this is the breakdown but I, it wouldn't but i mean it wouldn't uh take away from either of the product either the guy's production
0: no they, they're not supposed to care yeah <laughs> like <laughs>
1: It, it's like it, in the stat sheet it means nothing i mean all it does is give us more information being the people who get the privilege just staring at stats all the time can, can they someone do the
0: ends up in points yeah can someone do the math on this can someone just get a hold of someone in in like AWS and do the math on this <laughs> can we do we have that power i feel, i feel like it should I, 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 you know i'm sure i could somehow get it in
1: like maybe seven degrees of amazon staff. i, I I, I know yep. an IT guy. Maybe he's
0: got he's got some. We're going right to Bezos on this one. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Monday Night's games. So the Dolphins. I, I saw two things on this. I saw they were the first team in NFL history to lose at, at, up thirteen with two to pl- uh, three to play. Well, they were the first time in the franchise history they lost, but two up uh, thirteen with three to play. So I don't know which one's true, but I know well. I know at least one is true, obviously, but. Um, I don't know if they were the first in league history. Either way, it's a bad loss. Mm-hmm. How bad a loss is this for Miami? It's uh, it's it's hilarious, is what it is. <laughs>
1: um, now I mean, they obviously hurt in the fact that they they were missing uh Tyreek Hill for a good portion of that game. Um, but it, it just there's really no excuse for it.
0: Yeah. To a Titans team that as we've seen all year has had games where they show up and games where they don't show up. Exactly. But credit to Ray Wolf for getting them to play hard even though they were down by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That, that that says a lot. <clears throat> Packers and the Giants. Giants, nothing to play for. They win 24-22. Tommy DeVito's Asian looks like he's straight out of you know, every, every like, the godfathers. Yep. Which only added to, to the, the enjoyment of this game for some people. In,
1: in, in the classic Italian stereotype, him, him and, and DeVito's dad's up there, and they, like, kiss each other on the cheeks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Who knew there were Italians in New York? Who knew? New, Jer- New Jersey. But they won the game. How I mean, I'm, I'm obviously lost means born the Packers, but I, I'm I'm kind of surprised that the Giants won, aren't you? Just a little bit. Yep. Because <laughs> it,
1: it seemed like the you know the Packers had had gotten some kind of fire and uh, were about to ride with it. And well, the Giants said, "Hey, we got a fire extinguisher for you."
0: Just when you thought that you knew what that was going on in the league. Yes, when you thought you figured out the leg out, nope, no one knows a damn thing. Even when you think you know, you just really don't know. Except we know that yards don't matter. Except that, exactly. Except that we we are firm in this belief. Now, we're also firm in talking about week fifteen in the National Football League season. We'll start tonight on Thursday night. Chargers and the Raiders. Uh, the Chargers are without Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. But the Raiders are going to find a way to bungle this, aren't they? I feel like I feel like it's
1: it's classic. So they probably will. That's probably exactly what will happen. Are and you going to watch
0: gonna the watch? game? Ugh,
1: honestly, probably not. I mean, maybe, <laughs> Me maybe for like a minute, but maybe not even that.
0: I I won't. I mean, I, I I like um I like uh Alan Kirk, but I don't like enough to watch a bad football game. And that's, this is going to be a really bad game. Exactly. Um, this is just, it's not going to be fun. No. Are you ready for Saturday football? NFL variety. Sure. We've got three games on Saturday. First off, Vikings at the Bengals. Uh, given what happened last week, you kind of lean toward the Bengals, but at the same time, the Vikings – It like, it, we, we talked about this, they're like, they got beat, or they won the game, but they only scored three, so they're going to feel disappointed. And the Raiders – and the Bengals coming off that big high, and almost feels like the Bengals are coming back down to earth. But the Vikings haven't really shown that they can do that. And I think they're going to bench Josh Dobbs. They already did, I think, in that Raiders game. So mm-hmm. we're assuming it's going to be someone else under the center. For that reason, give it the Bengals. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Bengals. I agree. This one will be interesting. Steelers and the Colts from Indianapolis. You know, Mackie's going to be in back with no game day. <laughs> you'll be there. Yep. The question is, will the home team win, or will the visitors find a way to squeak it out? Um, I, i I
1: still, in this case, I think I'm, I'm definitely leaning Indianapolis. Um, but again, this is a, this is the anomaly that is the. 2023 Pittsburgh Steelers, and they could very well, you know, get their head
0: out of that. Oh, so this is the kind of game Tomlin wins, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, this I I I'll, I'll probably pop my head into those two games just kind of see what's going on, but I will watch this game intently. Broncos and the Lions from Detroit. I will watch this game and I will enjoy it. Who wins? Hmm. Um,
1: that, that'd be pretty tough, honestly. Uh, with how good the Denver's defense, Denver's defense has been lately, it it it, it seems like they should have the advantage. I mean, it, because Detroit's just they, they're not for some reason they're missing a couple cylinders, and I and I just don't know what that is.
0: I can agree with that. I I, I I'm I'm with you. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of counting on the Lions to bounce back, but I don't know what bounce back looks like. They look like they win a games. Look like they hold. Them. Like do they not get down a lot? Like what? I don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to really judge the Lions yet. So I'm gonna say the Broncos win the game because I think I have a I think I have a true read on what they are than I do the Lions. I think the Lions have potential, but I don't know quite what that adds up to yet. Yeah. Bears and the Browns on Sunday in Cleveland. Um Dolan now the Bears are five and eight. So they're not truly out of it yet. And the Browns all of a sudden have it all to play for now. So who who gets it done?
1: Mm-mm. I, I just just for the sheer chaos. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Chicago. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I mean, I think, I, I think, and it's it's been made it's, it, it the point still obvious and been made apparent that the Bears aren't bad because Justin Fields is bad. He's not even been playing particularly wonderfully, but at the same time, it's 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 efficient. As especially as one can be coming off of a off an injury, and they've won since he came back, so it, it's not a Justin Fields problem. No, and they, yes, they're going to have the number one, presumably the number one pick in the in the draft, and somewhere another top, you know, either top five or top ten. And anyone screaming for them to draft a quarterback,
0: I'm sorry, you're stupid. Yeah, don't go get, get help. Don't don't get a quarterback. Also, the Patriots pick numbers you don't fit Caleb Williams. I don't want to root for him for 15 I, years.
1: I was I was watching a clip from um, uh, uh Ninkovich's podcast, Bob Ninkovich, and he was saying, uh, again, I know this is the MLB All, but Ninkovich was like. Caleb Williams isn't a fit in this system. If Belichick is the coach, Caleb Williams is not, the Williams is not a fit in this system. It has been made clear with with Malik Cunningham, who they let go and then went to the Ravens, who is a fit in that system. Um, and, and he went to the same school as Lamar Jackson. But uh, so I, I agree with, for multiple reasons, I don't want Caleb Williams, but even more so with the fact that he's just not a fit. He's not the He's not a player that is going to be able to succeed in this,
0: the way this office is ran. Would you, be, would you be okay with if they move on from Belichick hiring a coaching staff for it that brings in a system that is okay for Caleb Williams?
1: It's still not high on him, but again, if, if it fits the system it and make, it, it makes more sense, then I'm happy to be proven wrong if it works out.
0: Fair. And that, and that is fair like I, I
1: like again when when it came into it when, when cam newton when they picked up cam newton i initially wasn't really for it i still it still didn't turn out very wonderfully but we saw instances where it was like all right this could work for given what they like they they were they were making a shift to make it work mm-hmm. um but you know in, in the end it was just it, it was just a matter of you know, this 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 team is a pass a pass forward team and they use the the run to to build on it, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now with the quarterback.
0: Huh. All right, let's let's see here. Bucks and the Packers from the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Thirty four degrees at kickoff. Does the Cole get to the Bucks? Or does the home team get to the Bucks? <laughs> uh, I think so. I, I
1: think this could be one where the the Packers manage to
0: bounce back. I do too. And here's the thing: they're four and two at home. Like they play well in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of home games end of the year. The Packers. I lost on my night, but the Packers aren't. We're, we're not done here from the Packers.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Texans and Titans from Nashville, Tennessee. Music City hosting uh, the Texans division rival coming in. Uh, Titans going that miraculous win in Miami. I think the answer, the answer to my question would really depend on the status of CJ Stroud. Did the Texans bounce back? Um.
1: If they have CJ Stroud, I I
0: think. If not, uh, I I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm not either. Although Davis Mills is not a bad quarterback, agree, he, and he can't bad. handle the offense. Yeah. And the real question to me is going to be, how how do the Titans respond from that big win? Do they come down from that to the team that doesn't show up, or do they keep building on? That's what I need to know. I don't know that yet, but I'm going to find out on Sunday. Hmm. Jets and Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins by a million.
1: <laughs> I agree. It's
0: Giants and the Saints. Big game for New Orleans at home, coming in with the Giants off that win against the Packers. Who wins? Uh. Hmm. Yeah, just
1: give me the home field advantage on the Saints.
0: That's fair. That's I, I can't. Really, I think it's toss up, but I I would I would take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Falcons in Carolina taking on the Panthers. Uh, yeah, this is their game. Atlanta has to win for so many reasons. Yeah, they they you, you just you shouldn't be losing the
1: Cardinals. Cardinals
0: Panthers. Oh, oh
1: sorry, uh, uh, Panthers. Yeah. Sorry, I can't stare at the Cardinals as soon as my eye went back
0: to my, my second screen. Like, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should. You, no way should anyone be losing to the chaotic Panthers. But no. Uh, subsequently, no one should be losing to the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, <laughs> that, that that is true. That is 100% true. <laughs> Commanders and the Rams. Um, given the way the Rams have played, I'm taking the I'm taking Los Angeles. But at the same time, this feels like the game the Commanders hang around in for a while and then a ball bounces weirdly and they find a way to win the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in, in
1: the weird Commanders'
0: fashion. Yep. They'll get them a whole five wins on the season so far, but hey, that's five more wins than they have when they started the season, I guess. Yep. Four-nines in the Cardinals. There's no way they lose this game, is there? There's no way. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Bills and the Cowboys from Buffalo, New York, 36 degrees at kickoff, which is one of the I thought it'd be in Buffalo this time of year, truthfully. Um, did, did, if the Cowboys win this game, do we include it in their winning – Like. Then they're much the gauntlet of good teams. Was just if you beat the Bills, you would have knocked them back to five hundred in elections.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's you're beating a mediocre team. The Buffalo Bills are not a bad team, but they are no way the pinnacle of of the NFL at the moment. They are uh, at all like this season. This is not their. This is, if there was every year. That's not their year, which is basically every year. It's this year.
0: <laughs> nice backhand <laughs> shot. <laughs> Nice backhand. I I I agree. I mean I I know people will say, "Oh, we went on the road in Buffalo, and that's a tough environment." And it is. Don't get me wrong. But this is a game the Cowboys should win. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's the Dallas Cowboys, just had that massive win against the Eagles. Now, how do you bounce back from that? Like that's that's the most I can glean from the Cowboys this this week is not you beating a good team. It's d- did you fall flat in your face? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they didn't, I'll give them something. If they did, I'm gonna fall I'm like, hey, um, you know how they said they were a real contender? Let's back off of that for a second. Let's let's <laughs> see how they handle the dolphins and then we'll have that conversation. Exactly. Ravens and Jaguars from Sunny Jacksonville, Florida. Actually hopefully some of this game because off it's a late game. Uh so who who wins this game? The Jaguars and all of a sudden reeling, really losing two in a row. Uh, to the Bengals and the Browns, they don't want to play in the state of Ohio anymore. That's for damn sure. <laughs> uh, so the Ravens coming in there, newly in number one overall seat. The Jaguars, in many ways, are playing for their seating lives here. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- who, who wins this one? Uh, I I
1: feel like this is this is should be pretty, honestly, pretty comfortably a Baltimore game. Um.
0: But I, I think it'll be – I think it'll be, it'll be fun to watch the show. I I agree. The last one, Eagles and the Seahawks from Seattle. Uh, this is the game they got flexed into the night. The Patriots got flexed out of the night against the Chiefs. Uh, th- This goes without saying, but this is a massive game for both teams for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. I mean,
1: uh, Seattle's trying to, to hold on to some type of well, they, they're in the technically a playoff spot at the moment, but they're trying to hold off they'll hold on to some type of hope. Uh, and the Eagles, well, the Eagles are just uh trying to figure out where they stand now. Um, uh, and in Seattle, Seattle has its moments, and they've definitely had the moments of. of, of of explosiveness um, this year um, but if Philadelphia happens to fall to them then you should definitely be anyone who's saying that they they are Super Bowl favorites or they have a shot at the Super Bowl should really be questioning themselves um, should be but won't
0: they won't but they should be <laughs> <sighs> alright that concludes our look on the NFL to sign for everyone's favorites Ending segment, what we learned this week. I went first. You went first last week, so I guess it's my turn this week. Um so I I've been dealing with uh we think it's gout the last week or so. And so I've like the last week I was I couldn't leave the couch. I was in it, it was a labor for me to walk in the bathroom. Um so I lo- I watched a lot of T V and I watched a show called The Unbelievable with Dan Akron on History Channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like the show. It's a a fun show. It's only two episodes in, but it's fun. And uh, one of the episodes I watched on Saturday was a full army Navy game was was, uh, weird deaths or something like that. And it was just like weird, like unbelievable death. Like what the hell? Yeah. And I don't remember the guy's name. I don't remember like what it was around the turn of the century. I think it was, it was in the early 1900s. And this guy was wanted to be a jockey, but he was a little bit too, too big, like too heavy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so he, he got work as a horse trainer. And one, one, uh, he argued into being a jockey. And he was like, okay, uh, the owner of the horse gave him a shot. Like, if you can lose 10 pounds by tomorrow, you can ride the horse and you can be the jockey. Bro lost 12 pounds, went from 142 down to 130. Wow. In a day. And he gets to ride the horse. He gets out. The horse has an early lead. And the horse won the race, but the the, the guy died in the middle of the race. Nope. He had a heart attack. So he crossed the finish line. He was when he crossed the finish line, he was already dead. Jeez. And I, I I say that not to make fun of the guy. I I, I truly feel awful for what happened. But there was a, a pundit in the show it was like he died a winner. Like no man, he died a leader. He did not die a winner. <laughs> he, and, I'm sorry, but no, he did not die a winner. He died a leader because the race had not ended before he before had not ended when he died.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he, he was he
0: was a a dead man winning. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I thought that was was like, what the hell? There were other ones too, but I was like, wow, okay, this is weird. Yeah. You ever get a chance to watch that show? I I highly recommend it. It's on Friday nights at 10. But you ever get a chance to watch I watched the rerun because I missed it on Friday night. I came back from uh, doing a high school basketball game. I managed to work up enough uh, abilities to do a high school basketball game at Oak Hill, and uh, came back, and I was like, I wanted to go back in the back of the house and watch this, but I was like, I need to just find a chair. <laughs> I just found the nearest chair in the, in the living room, and I think Dad and Chase were watching some X Men movie. Actually, I think Chase was, I think Dad was watching some X Men movie. I'm like, I'm not a movie guy. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not an X Men guy. so I'm just gonna ignore that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I'm not. Not into it. But yeah. Uh, I, like I said, if you ever get a chance to watch that show, it's it, it's quite interesting. It really is. <sighs> All right, what did you learn this week? Um, um,
1: well, I guess it's it's, it's partially in uh, in what we are. In some of the stuff we're doing, I right, Well, um, but there's or the for some reason I don't I don't know why I, exactly, but it's it's kind of uh, trivial. But the some of the stuff they're doing with um, uh, they're doing uh, DNA amplification for Ebola. Um, they just for meaning detection of the samples and. I, was, I, I learned that what they, when, when we, when they were doing the, the setup for that, they um. They, they require so they do everything in triPLICATE, uh, and they want basically ninety percent correspondence between the three, the, the, the three, um, and and that that's an acceptable run for you know whatever they're running, but for some reason they want uh, when it comes to Ebola. They want 95% correspondence. And the only thing I can think of without having dealt with delving into it or, or having asked anybody uh, specifically is that maybe it just has to do with how specific the the primers are for those for those those sequences that they're amplifying. Um, such that if it isn't if, if they're not seeing higher correspondence, then they're losing, a, uh, then the primers aren't either that specific or you're doing something wrong, because they should be specific. So um, it's just a small thing that made me think yesterday. Pretty much.
0: Hmm. Well, but I think the only, especially when you go, stuff, so I don't really get, like, the only thing I can say is interesting. <laughs> That's all I'm good for. But it, it is, it, it really is. All right, that concludes our episode for the solely NFL episode. We don't do a whole lot of those, but every now and again we'll do it. Especially with no college to talk about right now. Mm -hmm. Although we should make mention of West Virginia soccer's fine season losing in the College Cup semifinals, but hey, that's the furthest anyone's ever got in program history.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And they should mention. And they ended the season ranked third, which was the highest they'd ever get the season. And lost to the national champion. No shame in that. Yep. We'll we'll take it. Disappointing, but we'll take it. Exactly. It's like disappointing in a good
1: way. It's like we 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 we, we got there, and we're sad that we didn't go further.
0: We're only disappointed because we had hope. Yep. That's one thing okay. you don't
1: give Mount or Patriots fans nowadays is hope. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> We hope you'll be back with us next week when we come back and talk about the Patriots and Chiefs, Patriots, and I think we're going to Denver uh, after that, I think. I think, I think so. We go to. I think so. And then uh, I guess it's going to be almost time to discuss the bowl game. Mm-hmm. I guess. I think so, it's 27? 28, I think. 28. So, yeah. either, either way, it's close. Mm-hmm. You'll be starting practice here probably like today. For the ball game. Because I think the ball game counts as a practice. So I think they only have 13 before they play the game. I th- I think. Don't quote me on that, but I think. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back next week to talk about all that, and we're on the league as well. As any anything else that comes to mind as we uh as we discuss this new sports news of the day. So until next time, this season four episode 20 of the Scientific Ocean Podcast. Thanks for listening. Darren, take us home.
1: Audio was